hey, you are wildly capable of great things. So take a deep breath, let it out. You've got this. I want to tell you guys today about Brandlink Media, a female-owned digital agency with years of experience working with businesses in Oklahoma and beyond on their branding, web design, email marketing, copywriting, and more. Remember, you are wildly capable of great things and Brandlink Media is cheering you on. Visit www.brandlinkmedia.com to schedule a free consultation. Link in our show notes. It is my pleasure to introduce today Danielle Izell, partner at the Matisse Group, which focuses on strategic planning and executive coaching. She's also a mom and a very engaged community member. Danielle, can you tell us about a few defining moments of your life? Sure. Certainly one of them would be part of the way through my career, I was asked to uh, lead a uh, HR team in the corporation I was working for. And boy, to switch uh, career disciplines a few decades into what you're doing is a really unique challenge. Um, because you get pretty comfortable and pretty good at what you're doing. And then all of a sudden you're asked to do something very, very different. So that was definitely a defining moment, but one that I look back on is really critical to the work I do today, helping uh, small business owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders that I feel very fortunate to have both a marketing PR background as well as an HR now. It, It really has worked out well, but clearly a very defining moment for me. Yes, what an incredible task to take on. You know, we were discussing that just, you know, is such a sensitive discipline. So what did you learn through that transition? Well, I think, you know, like I said, you're a few years or in my case, a few decades into my career and I was feeling pretty confident about my leadership skills as well as just my my discipline knowledge at the time of marketing and PR. So leading through the ambiguity of a team who really uh, knew more than I did about what we were doing, learning to depend on them, um, learning to even uh, questioning my own judgment. I would make a decision sometimes with my HR team and then be like, but don't do that yet let me check on it to make sure there are any legal issues or why did we make that decision to begin with? I think was, it was really, really great uh, to build that confidence of what does it mean to be a leader, but not be relying on your, your subject matter expertise, really just solely on your leadership skills, because I didn't have the subject matter expertise at the time. Amazing. Tell us a little bit more about what led you to being an executive coach, because obviously you need executive experience in order to get a job as an executive coach. So tell us more about your business building and sort of your career leading up to your time at Matisse. Yeah, I've been really fortunate, like all of us at Matisse, I'm a dry coat of all trades. So early in my career, I owned my own PR firm. So uh, learned what it was like to have my name at the bottom of the check and responsible for other people's 
salaries and you know that was really key to then being a, a senior executive leader part of the executive team at Teleflora and based here in Oklahoma City while leading teams across the country. Um, so having a remote staff long before the pandemic and remote staff was the norm um, and learning how to manage people remotely and handle all of that. To then, I actually had a really big career change and went to lead a very small nonprofit called the Oklahoma Women's Coalition, uh, where I was up at the camp. Oklahoma. And all three of those positions, as well as a few others, really played into a very um, broad scope of knowledge of different things from legislation and our community and knowledge of what's happening in our community to leading people through uh, like the ambiguity I mentioned earlier and changing disciplines um, to the broad spectrum of clients that I've worked with over the years in industry. So all of that I think is the perfect form slash combination then to do what I do today, which is helping businesses of all sizes, for-profit, non-profit, and a huge variety of industries um, figure out where they're going and help take them to the next level. Oh, wow. What a career. Pretty amazing. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, being a mom and um, being a businesswoman at the same time. What do you do when you're burned out? Where do you go for inspiration and to kind of refill your cup? Well, I'm definitely, although my husband doesn't think I am, I am an introvert. So I've been pretty conscientious over the years of understanding when I need my downtime and my recharge time. Although none of us have probably been very good about it, you know, from the pandemic. Um, exercise has been key. Taking that time to work out every day when I can put my headphones on, listen to a podcast, my favorite music and have some quiet time has been really, really important. Um, and I've gotten better, you know, it's ironic that you get better with age, but then your kids aren't there. So I'm better today about sending boundaries and not doing as much stuff in the evening and so on as I used to, because I really enjoyed that during the pandemic, being home, making dinner um, and all of us being there um, that I, you know, for years I was at fundraising events and board meetings and doing hustling to build my business and my career. And I'm not sure now looking back how much of a difference it really made. Wow, that's that's so helpful to younger women like me and even younger than me um, who are who are really starting out from college and everything. Just setting boundaries can be so tough, especially I think as women, you know, there's just a lot expected of us, um, sort of expectations put on us. And so that's really valuable. Um, where when you look at your future, where do you see your future going? You know, are there any big projects you want to work on that you're excited about or what change would you want to see in the world? Um, what what do you see when you look at your future? Well, I see a lot of opportunity. I'm at the wonderful point of my life where um, we have some financial security, retirement security. My kids are through college. So I'm at this beautiful stage where I can pick and choose what I want to work on, which is really a lot of fun when you get here um, and to be able to walk away from things that 
are you know problematic clients or maybe people you don't want to work with. So the things I do today, I love all my clients. I told somebody a few weeks ago, he was was at an event and he asked me what my purpose was. And I really contemplated that afterwards. I didn't know how to answer it at the time. And then I realized that my purpose and what makes me happy is that I help people who help people. So I work with nonprofit leaders and community leaders and just a variety of folks. I love it, my network of friends and people that I work with because they're all doing great things here in Oklahoma or nationally that are building their communities, um, building companies. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty involved in politics too. I have another company that I own called Heartland Campaigns. And so we're doing some campaign work and political work. And so everything I'm doing is uh, supporting my mission of helping other people who are helping people and really making a difference in our communities. That's amazing. Um, would you mind touching on our your community work and what you're doing politically a little bit as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's slowed down a little bit in the last year or so, but prior to that, I was very involved um, helping pass legislation to help women in our state. Um, I still serve on the board for Oklahomans for criminal justice reform and was very involved in helping uh, pass state question 780 and 781 originally and remain really committed to that cause, in particular, um, the problem of Oklahoma's high female incarceration rates. Um, so often in our state, there are crimes that people are, are convicted for that are felonies, that are misdemeanors in other places, or that the sentences are very long. And, you know, honestly, it was an area when I got to the Women's Coalition, it was one of our four target areas. And I didn't think that I personally would become as passionate as I am about that topic. But the more I learned about the general generational trauma in Oklahoma and our incarceration rates and how it, everything plays together, I just think it's one area that we continue to struggle with. We take two steps forward, passing legislation to help individuals who are incarcerated or to avoid incarceration. Then we take one step back politically uh, the very next session with harsher penalties. So um, those are the areas that I remain very in my free time, whatever that actually is, what I'm very committed to continue to work on. I mean, one of the greatest days for me personally and professionally was watching um, Mary Fallon, Governor Fallon sign commutations for women um, a few years ago for early release due to the changes in state questions because of state question 780 and 81 and to watch those women release that day and reunited with their families and um, hear their stories of success afterwards and, and and their lives and what a change so i just that is such an important uh, problem for our state that's having a huge generational impact that needs has got to be addressed I think I was actually in that room as well. <laughs> I don't think I saw yeah, you. Yeah, I, I was crying yes. and crying. I was, was it where, like, they were lining the room at the press conference? Yeah, yes. It, yeah, in the blue room, um, yes. you know, with Governor Fallon signing. And 
just a great moment for our state. Yes. And I have a picture of one of the women as she's coming out of Mabel Bassett, I think it is, with her arms up, just as a reminder on my phone about you know, how important that is. Um, I really love my friend, Chris Steele, always says, you know, we are all better than our worst decision in life. And that's so true. So, so true. And that must have been so gratifying after your work uh, with Oklahomans for criminal justice Mm -hmm. reform, because I know that's the predominant uh, group for that in this state. So, you know, Beyond that moment, which I'm sure you just said was one of your proudest moments, do you have another proudest moment beyond that that um, you can tell us about? Oh, so many. It's hard to choose. I think the one that I really think back on and is a time when the governor signed a bill that I worked on from start to finish that provided access to minors Uh, who were victims of sexual assault to have a rape exam, rape kit exam after the assault without parental consent. And and there were a lot of caveats in that, but uh, removing that barrier and watching the governor sign something that I'd worked on from start to finish was just really cool. And it's ironic though, I was talking to my therapist after that, that, you know, well, that was like the, the pinnacle and, I wanted to do that over and over again. And she said, you know, I don't think that's realistic (laughs) of a goal. Hundred Magazine is a publication featuring 100 wildly capable women in Oklahoma City. Buy the magazine to read all 100 interviews at 100mag.com. Wildly Capable Woman podcast is produced by Sugar Free Media You can check out our daily news podcast, News Du Jour, for a calmer space to consume the news. Music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Please consider rating and reviewing this podcast if it meant something to you to help us reach other wildly capable women.